ready, we're going to launch right into it tonight. You know, the first thing I want to do is hop into just a little bit of scripture before we go to lay a base, and this is speaking to my Christian brothers and sisters out there, and as always, you know, the, the kind of the ladder that we descend from, and that is I'm speaking to Christians, and I'm speaking to conservatives, and I'm speaking to whoever else wants to listen after that. You know, I'll read you this Bible verse. This is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. It says, If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Now, what I mean by that is there's a lot of Christians out there who, especially in these times right now, where you are called to boldly proclaim the truth. You're boldly to stand up and say what's true, and people will will say things like, you know, this it's about politics, it's about racism. No, as a Christian, no matter what the truth is, you are supposed to proclaim what is true. You're supposed to stand up for what is true. You don't coddle lies. You don't submit to lies. You don't get involved with lies. You definitely don't preach lies or promulgate lies, propagate lies. You don't do any of those things. Christians need to stand up right now more than ever in this country. You know, I see Pete Christians and pastors who say they don't want to get involved in politics. They don't want to get involved in defending America or defending the Constitution. Well, really what that is, is just cowardice. They're afraid to say what's true because it might cost them congregates. It might cost them friends. And another thing, too, is this isn't just that. A lot of times, if you, if you look at it, people who are afraid to stand up politically have already forfeited standing up for the gospel. Let me read this to you. You know, a lot of these newfound revelations of love, of compassion, and of empathy, they're nothing more than enabling, condoning, and excusing sin, compromise, ignorance, and lack of repentance. Let me say that again. Everybody's, a lot of, a lot of Christians out there who have a newfound revelation of love, of compassion, of empathy, those things are nothing more than enabling and condoning and excusing sin, compromise, ignorance, and a lack of repentance of those things. That's all that it is. The pastors, a lot of the pastors that closed their churches immediately with COVID-19 were already not preaching the gospel to begin with. They can say whatever they want to say about me, but they were, already, they were already running from the gospel to begin with. They were doing things in their churches like this is a spiritual journey, you know, fresh starts, new beginnings, no repentance required. People feel completely comfortable living in sin in their church. And what they'll say is, is that they have a new understanding. Well, then maybe they, they need to go back to their old understanding. Maybe they need to get back to their old understanding, which maybe was the word of God. Because a lot of them that are afraid to stand up now, closing their churches, having their step one, two, three, four, twenty-seven reopening procedures for their churches, they are, they had already forfeited the gospel a long time ago. They weren't preaching hellfire and brimstone. They weren't preaching judgment. They weren't preaching repentance. They were preaching spiritual journeys, fresh starts, and new beginnings. That's what they were preaching. They sinners felt perfectly comfortable not repenting in their church and sitting in their pews every week anyway. And now they'll say things like, you know, you know, we're just, you know, we're staying out of this political thing. We're staying out of this political conflict. Now you were staying out of conflict. You were staying out of gospel conflict long before you ever decided to stay out of any COVID-19 conflict. Let's just be honest. 
And that's where, and that's where a lot of Christians are right now. They really are. Since they're afraid to tell the truth. You know, they're afraid to say what Black Lives Matter really is all about. Oh, we don't have to get into that as Christians. Oh, really? As your country is being torn down, you're to say nothing as a Christian. That's, that's your uh, conviction, is you're to say nothing. You're not, you, you're not to stand up for anything. I wonder how that would play if someone came over to steal your car. Would you be like, you know what? Or maybe to abuse a member of your family. Would you go, you know what? That's politics. I'm, you know, you can have my car, you can have my wife, whatever it may be, because that's Paul. You wouldn't stand up then, pastor. You wouldn't stand up then, Christian. You might care about the Constitution at that point, right? Or are you just going to leave it up to me to defend your civil rights? Do you see what I'm saying? Pastors that are removing themselves from political confrontations. Well, yeah, you do that until it affects you directly. And then lo and behold, you'll probably come over to my side then. But everybody out there with their newfound revelations of love, empathy, and compassion, just know that they are nothing more than condoning, enabling, and excusing sin, compromise, ignorance, and the lack of repentance of those things. That's all that it is. You're just scared. You're just afraid to speak the truth because it'll cost you friends. It'll, maybe it'll cost you respect. It'll cost people thinking that you're a soothsayer of knowledge. Because you're a radical. Because you talk about hellfire and brimstone. You can't be a soothsayer of compassion. A soothsayer of empathy and love. Because you actually speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus spoke about hellfire and brimstone, folks. Jesus is the judge. Jesus was the one who said, narrow is the way and few will find it in Matthew chapter 7. Verses 13 and 14 if you want to read them. Jesus said those things. So pastors and Christians that are removing yourself from the political, what you call a political fray. Have you ever read the book of Revelation? Uh, some politics involved there with the rights to buy, sell, and trade that you can only have with the mark of the beast. You see, you'll stay out of it until it comes knocking on your door. And then lo and behold, you'll be like, who is that? It's just like the Christians right now. Oh, the country's being destroyed. It's all the same lie. Yeah, the country's being destroyed now. You bought into the first lie, which was COVID. Same exact thing. Very low deaths. Packaged as very high deaths. You all believed it. And sent this country into an economic spiral we've never seen before. Same thing happened with George Floyd. Very low percentage of death. Nine unarmed black men a year, last year, were killed by the police, packaged, packaged as a high death percentage, a high death chance, and then all the pastors bought in, all the ones who said they're not into politics, but those preaching about racism, right? All bought right in because you could score your little social media points. You all bought right into that. Now people are like, our country's being destroyed. You're the liar. You bought right into covid you're like, well, I wasn't lying. Listen, if you buy into lies and you propagate lies, you put them out there for everybody. You are a quarantine mom, quarantine Christian. You bought right into the lies. Flat out bought right in. So now you're like, well, I'm against people destroying the country. Yeah, but the people who are destroying the country can simply say to you, you bought into the first lie. Why won't you buy into this one? You know, that there's systemic racism in law enforcement. That's a big lie. Statistically, from the FBI UCR statistics, there is, there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. 
That doesn't mean there's no racist cops, but there, of course, there's not systemic racism. That's all a lie. You bought into that too. You, you put it out there. You promoted it. And now you're wondering why people, Christians, from, listen, from the pulpit, everybody, right after the death of George Floyd, was preaching about racism. You don't even know if Derek Chavin, the cop who killed George Floyd, even did it for racist reasons. You didn't even know. And since then, there's been a whole lot more people dead from the protests, from the looting, from the riots, than way more than one person, which was George Floyd. And you're like, well, I didn't want that. I didn't want people tearing down statues. Once you buy into the lie, it's like I've said for months now, lying is like a raging river. It doesn't really matter where you buy into it. It's still going to take you exactly where it wants to go. And that's what you did. Pastors who are out of the political fray, allegedly, are all weeping about racism that they never talk about until it's politically expedient for them to talk about it. But that's where we're at. Let me read you this verse. It says, For when they speak, this is 2 Timothy 2.18, it says, For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. So what's going on right now in the churches? You have they that speak great swelling words. They're emotional. Maybe they got that crying going. And they're great swelling words of emptiness because they have no guts. They won't speak the truth. They won't speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. For years, they haven't spoke the gospel of Jesus. So when the government comes and says jump, the pastor says how high, and let me grab my ankles as quick as I possibly can while I'm jumping onto your lap. That's where you're really at. People don't, really, they don't want the truth, but that is the truth. Your newfound revelations, one more time, of love and empathy and compassion are nothing more than condoning and enabling and excusing sin, compromise, ignorance, and lack of repentance of those things. That is all that it is. What you are speaking is great swelling words of emptiness as you cower in the corner doing nothing. Well, we've got phase one going at our church right now. You know, hey, we might just open sometime. We're going to meet with our staff next week. We've got a big announcement about nothing again. Over and over and over again. That's what I've seen week after week after week. Who we got on so far? Let me see. I broke my thing here, so I got to hold my, hold my hand. Hey, Oleg, glad you're on. Estefan, glad you're on. Joanne, glad you're on. April, glad you're on. Hey, Mike, God bless you. A friend from high school, God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Terry, glad you're on. Heather, glad you're on. Lots of other people. Kevin, Andy, Dwayne, Jerry, good to see you, brother in Kentucky. Tracy, Vonda, good to see you. Joan, good to see you. Kevin, good to see you. Vanessa, Vanessa C., good to see you. Earl, good to see you. Corey, good to see you guys. Dennis, my old boss is on here. Dave, God bless you, brother. Glad you're on. Glad you guys are watching. So let's look, at the, let's look at the similarities between the lie of systemic racism in law enforcement and the lie of covetology, of corona, because you know, corona is this big threat to you, right? 99.9% survival rate. Here's an interesting statistic that I learned earlier in the week. Do you know that more, this is for the state of Florida, of which there's 20, we're the third largest state, 22 million people live here. 
Of the 3,000 out of 22 million that have died in the state of Florida, those over 85 outnumber all other categories combined. Those who have died of COVID-19 in the state of Florida, those over 85 outnumber all other categories, all other numbers combined. So people who from zero to 84 all together don't add up to the numbers of those that died over the age of 85. And we have 37-year-old pastors cowering in a corner, afraid to open up their church. We have school systems afraid to open up for kids who barely even carry COVID and don't pass it on to other people. That's been proven. But don't let those facts get in the way. But Corona, the lies of Corona, you have to wear masks, lockdowns, quarantines, social distancing, full church acquiescence. More deaths are actually caused by the response to COVID than COVID itself. Falsified numbers, falsified death certificates with systemic racism. You got this submission, kneeling, corona-free protesting somehow, defund the police, looting, rioting, pulling down statues, white privilege. Again, full church acquiescence. More deaths caused by the, same as COVID, more deaths caused by the response than the alleged problem falsified numbers again see do you see the similarities you got masks for covid and you got kneeling you got masks and lockdowns with with covid you got kneeling and defund the police and looting and rioting with systemic alleged systemic racism yeah i just compiled a little list this is just a small portion of the statues that have been pulled down so far we've got teddy roosevelt in new york Christopher Columbus in Richmond, St. in St. Paul, Minnesota, and Boston. So I believe it was Tucker Carlson who said, it was Glenn Beck who said, I'm surprised there's any statue of Christopher Columbus even left. But so far, Richmond, St. Paul, and Boston, he's gone. Albert Pike in D.C., Abraham Lincoln is said to be next uh, in Boston and D.C. Texas Rangers statue in Dallas Airport, gone. Former mayor in Dearborn, Michigan, gone. Former mayor in Philadelphia statue, gone. Former U.S. Senator in Nashville and Albany, New York, gone. Thomas Jefferson in Oregon, gone. George Washington in Oregon, gone. Francis Scott Key in San Francisco, gone. Ulysses S. Grant in San Francisco, gone. Nipro Serra in San Francisco, gone. And that's just a small percentage of them that are gone now. They're gone. That's the way it is. I mean, that, that's what you get when you buy into lies. That is exactly what happens whenever you buy into lies. You know, I did an interesting thing here. I just wanted to know, who, is more, who has more in common with Hitler and Stalin? Republicans or Democrats? And you, some of you might be thinking, Tom, are you a diehard, die-to-the-wool Republican? No, I'm a, I'm a flat-out conservative. I vote Republican because they're more conservative, obviously, than Democrats. I don't trust in Republicans. Really, the way that I look at it is Democrats are completely and totally corrupt and Republicans are spineless with the exception of a few. I guess I'd rather vote for spineless than corrupt. That's kind of the way that I look at it. But you know, you have the various lies that could put out, like the Republicans are those that are filled with hate and racism and stuff. So, you know, I just put together a list here of the Republican Party versus Democratic Party. Republican Party, founded in 1854, was established as the anti-slavery party. 
And for those that think there was a big switch, let me just address that real quick. There was a big switch. At some point, Republicans became Democrats and Democrats became Republicans. You know how you know that's not true? Because the Republicans have always been fiscally conservative. The Democrats have always been fiscally liberal. So if they switched parties, then the Democrats would have had to become fiscally conservative and the Republicans would have become fiscally liberal. Did not happen. So there was never any big transfer any big switcheroo ever done between Republicans and Democrats. That's what Democrats say to excuse the fact that they started the Ku Klux Klan. So the Republicans founded in 1854 as the anti-slavery party as, um, and they were actually dealt, they were abolitionists, they were dealt a harsh setback in the first ever Supreme Court case on slavery. Most of you have heard of it. Dred Scott versus Sanford. The court ruled slaves are not citizens, but property. Who voted for that? Seven Democrats voted for that, that that slaves are not citizens but property. The only dissenting votes on the Supreme Court were the two Republicans who voted against that slaves were property and not citizens. 22 black Republicans served in the U.S. Congress by 1900. The first black Democrat was not elected to Congress until 35 years later. Civil Rights Act of 1964 had 80% Republican support. Democratic senators filibustered the bill for 75 days until the Republicans finally mustered up enough votes to pass it. Civil Rights Act, 1964. Democratic Party, founded in 1829, defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction of the South, founded the KKK, Nathan Bedford Forrest, Democrat, imposed segregation, perpetrated lynchings, fought civil rights acts. John Wilkes Booth, who killed uh, Abraham Lincoln, Democrat, opposed the 13th Amendment, which was to abolish slavery, opposed the 14th Amendment for citizenship for blacks, opposed the 15th Amendment, voting, uh, voting rights for blacks. All three, had un- all three of those, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, had universal Republican support. And Democrats opposed all three, abolishing slavery, citizenship for blacks, and voting rights for blacks. To this day, they offer welfare incentives that incentivize single parenting in the black community. They they oppose school choice for the black community and everybody else. And endorse political correct policing, which is inherently costing black people their lives. The murder rate in New York City is up 25% right now. Because every cop is afraid to actually do anything. So who has more in common with Hitler and Stalin? Who has more in common? Who's focused on race? Hitler and Stalin focused a lot on race. Who's focused on race? I don't care. I don't care what color anybody is. Who's the one? Listen, here's here's my viewpoint. If you focused on race, I don't care if you hate or not hate. If you focus on race, you're a racist. Who's tearing down statues? Does that sound like the Republicans? Name it. When when did the Tea Party ever tear down a statue, let alone even leave trash on the ground? You ever see a street after a Black Lives Matter rally? After an Antifa rally? Who's tearing down the statues? It's not the Republicans. It's not the conservatives. Who's burning books? It's not the Republicans. Who's got the cancel culture going on right now? You say one thing that they consider possibly to be wrong. Dixie chicks are no longer Dixie. They're the chicks. They're actually the idiots. 
It never ends. By the way, you can cancel all you want. It is coming for you. Even if you're a Democrat. It's like I was speaking to the pastors earlier. You can stay out of the fray all you want, pastors. It's coming for you. You don't meet, you don't meet their standards, allegedly, although a lot of you will probably cave when they say to you, Pastor, will you say that homosexuality is a sin? Yes or no? A lot of you won't answer that. I know some of you watching right now that hate my guts. I know, I probably know who you are. I get you all fired up. But will you say it now publicly? Will you say abortion's a sin? Will you say that narrows the way and most people go to hell? Will you say it? Will you say that Muslim, being a Muslim is sin? Will you? A lot of you won't even say it. That's why you cave so easy to COVID. You won't say the truth of the gospel. That Jesus is the only way to be saved. Will you say it and offend the Muslims and the Buddhists and the black theologians? Will you? A lot of you, the answer has already been no. It's been no for years. You're like, no, I would, I would say it. You don't say it. You don't say it from your pulpits. You've been a coward for years. The best thing you can do is just admit it. Or maybe you weren't even a coward. Maybe you're just big church driven. I got to say everything that I could possibly say so that I can be successful and have a big church. Who's the one burning books? The left. Who, who's demanding that people kneel before them? The Republicans? Uh, no. Who's using violence? Who's using Gestapo-like tactics? Who is it? It certainly isn't the Republicans. Who wants socialism? What did Nazis stand for? National Socialists. Keep running from that all you want, Bernie Sanders supporters. You're one in the same. You're one in the same. Socialist is socialist. Just like a lie is a lie. The truth is the truth. Socialism is socialism 100% of the time. Seven days a week, 365 days a year, every year of your life, socialism is socialism. It's as simple as that. Who's the national socialist? That's Hitler. Who else is a socialist? Stalin. Just took it to another level of communism. Socialism is the gateway drug to communism. Moving on to controlling citizens. Let's talk about masks tonight, shall we? I saw a goofy pastor recently selling his church masks to people. Interesting. And who's here? Now, everybody before was very beholden to the who? The World Health Organization. Very beholden to them. Like they are God. Everybody, when Trump defunded the World Health Organization to some degree, Everybody jumped all over him. Everybody has to listen to the who. Let me read you this stuff. Who guidance? Healthy people should wear masks only when taking care of coronavirus patients. The World Health Organization is recommending, this is from Fox News, recommending healthy people, including those who don't exhibit COVID-19 symptoms, only wear masks when taking care of someone infected with the contagion. A sharp contrast from the advice given by the American public health officials who recommend everyone wear a mask in public. What happened to everybody so beholden, so worshipful of the World Health Organization? What happened? Could it be that now that the World Health Organization's advice 
doesn't help you trying to usher in controlling the citizenry of the country? Because you know what you know what you do when you wear a mask? You bet when you put your face diaper on, you just mark yourself as stupid. You mark yourself as controlled. That's what you're doing. And that's really when, when you're dealing with socialists, and by the way, anybody who has the name Democrat in front of their name, to at least a large amount, a large percentage of their belief system is socialism. That's just a fact. Look at the Democratic Party platform. Type that in. I, won't, I don't even want to use the word Google. Type it in. Duck, duck, go. Bing, Google, whatever. Type it in. Democratic Party platform. It's socialism. It's all that it is. And all that mask wearing about at this point is control. And we'll get deep down into it. The recommendation has not changed and differs from the World Health Organization and differs from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which urges individuals to wear a mask or face coverings in public settings, which is even against Fauci even says mask wearing for all intents and purposes is symbolic only at this, at this juncture. The CDC has suspicious, suspiciously changed its mind. I wonder why. What are their motives? Tom, it can't be all about controlling the citizens, controlling citizens. Are you sure about that now? Pastor staying out of the fray. You sure? They're not controlling you at all. Your church hasn't been open since March. And even though it is open right now, you, they tell you who can come in, where you can sit and what can be open. Not me. I've never closed my doors, never will. And that, that's what bothers the mo most of you in there is that somebody had courage and you didn't. It's as simple as that. There's a few pastors who never close their church doors. There's a few around here. I would mention their names if they gave me license to. They may not want to be associated with me. I don't know. But that's what bothers you the most is that you never had the guts to say anything. And you look just like the world. You think it's political. The Bible tells you to do not conform. Any Do not means, it means, here's, here it is, deep and theological. You ready? Do not do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But most Christians, CDC says, put a mask on. Okay, close your church. Okay, what else do you need me to do, master? I want you to watch this video. This is from Judy Mikovits. Some of you know I pulled it off of banned videos. It's not going to stay up here long, so watch it while you can. Download it if you can. But I want you to watch this video from her about and catch this little mask portion of the video. Go ahead and play that for me. Viruses. Coronaviruses are in every animal. So if you've ever had a flu vaccine, you were injected with coronaviruses. And then to put on a mask. This doesn't make any sense. We wear masks in an acute setting to protect us. We're not wearing masks. Why is that? Because we understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. Our immune system is used to touching. We share bacteria, staphylococcal, streptococcal bacteria, viruses. We develop an immune response daily to this stuff. When you take that away from me, my immune system drops. As I shelter in place, my immune system drops. You keep me there for months, it drops more. And now I'm at home, hand washing vigorously, washing the counters, worried about things that are indeed what I need to survive. You're not, you're not immunodeficient and you're not 
uh, elderly, you should be able to go out without any gloves and without a mask. I think if you are those things, you should either set shelter in place or wear a mask and gloves. I don't think everybody needs to wear a mask and gloves because it reduces your bacterial flora. It doesn't allow you to interact with society and your bacteria, flora, and your viruses, your friends that protect you from other diseases, end up going away and now you're more likely to get opportunistic infections, infections that are hoping you don't have your good bugs fighting for you, if that makes sense. And then as we all come out of shelter in place with a lower immune system and start trading viruses and bacteria, what do you think is going to happen? Disease is going to spike. I guarantee when we reopen, there's going to be a huge, huge amount of illness that's going to be rampant. The building blocks of your immune system is virus and bacteria. End of story. Wearing the mask literally activates your own virus. You're getting sick from your own reactivated coronavirus expressions. And if it happens to be SARS-CoV-2, then you've got a big problem. You're, there you go. So wearing a mask, which people are that, that I don't know how many governors now are implementing wearing a mask right here, just north of an hour north of us in Hillsborough County, they just issued a mask order. It's daggum. What is the date today? June 25th, June 25th. And you're issuing a mask order now. What, what are you doing? That's that's like banning fleas from a dog that's already dead. That's getting a flea treatment for a dog that's already dead. And now you're instituting masks, you know, and the world, what happened? Because, see, the World Health Organization has said, and I, and I can't stand the World Health Organization, but again, I thought it was like the, the, the liberals just love the World Health Organization. Let me, let me just, I got a list here. Patrice Harris, president of the American Medical Association, loves the WHO. Bill Gates loves the WHO. He's the number one funding person of the WHO. Number one funding agent in the world of the WHO is Billy Gates. Nancy Pelosi loves the World Health Organization. Robert Redfield, head of the CDC, loves the WHO, but goes against them on masks. Why would that be? You know, conspiracy, conspiracy. Are you sure? Are you really sure it's all conspiracy? Those two doctors right there, these are not small-time guys. They've been banned from YouTube. Why? Because they tell the truth. Judy Mikovits video, it's on banned videos because it can't be on YouTube. Why? Do you know why? Because initially it went against the World Health Organization standards. But now the World Health Organization says masks are useless unless you're in an acute setting, which means you're a doctor who's treating somebody who has full-blown COVID-19 or doctor with treating somebody with full-blown tuberculosis, they wear a mask. Otherwise, they're useless when it comes to COVID-19. The World Health Organization said so. But not long ago, here's the deal. There was a One World Benefit concert held to raise funds for the UN, UN body, the World Health Organization, after President Trump pulled funding for the, for the organization over its connection to the Chinese co uh, communist regime. The One World concert, and you really need to pay close attention to wor words, well, two words, like One World. Very close. The one world, don't, don't think it's biblical or anything. Don't get involved in it. Don't, don't let it, it's conspiracy. Don't worry about it. Don't read the book of Revelation at all. The one world concert led by the WHO and nonprofit group Global Citizen was broadcast across multiple television channels in the U.S. That was Lady Gaga was there, Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, Jennifer Lopez, 
Elton John, Michelle Obama, Laura Bush, and of course, Bill Gates, David Beckham, all the rest of them. But now, when it comes to controlling people, the who goes against them, and suddenly, they're against the who. Everyone needs to wear masks, right? Everyone has to wear a mask. Oregon, from the New York Post. Oregon County issues face mask order that exempts non-white people. It's from the New York Post. Lincoln County, Oregon, has exempted non-white people from a new order requiring that face mask coverings be worn in public to prevent racial profiling. Health officials announced last week residents must, this is from 623, must wear face coverings in public settings where they may come within six feet of another individual. Oh no, I may come within six feet. Mask me up. Even though they're completely useless, mask me up. Why? Oh, so that we know that we have control over you. That's why you will never, ever see me wearing a mask. You're like, Tom, you'd wear one if you had to go into it. Listen, when it comes to private property and someone, maybe, if I, because they're, they're too stupid to understand this, for the most part, I've already canceled one appointment because I knew they were mask wearers. I'm not wearing them. And you will never see me wearing in public. And Tom, you could get arrested. Don't care. I was within a day or two of getting arrested for keeping the church open. Thank goodness we have a governor with a brain. People of color do not have to follow the new rule if they have heightened concerns about racial profiling and harassment over wearing masks, officials said. Right out of Oregon. Right north of here, Tampa Mayor Jane Castor has opted not to wait. A mandatory mask order will go. This is Tampa, Hillsborough County. A mandatory mask order will go into effect at 5 p.m. tomorrow for the city of Tampa. This was, I believe... Monday, somewhere in there. For the for the city of Tampa, the mayor announced Thursdays she jumped ahead of the county. She was a few days ahead of the county. Thursday's emergency planning group meeting. A city spokesman says it will apply to everyone in an outdoor public setting where social distancing is not possible. They all speak the same coronatology language. Oregon, all the way to Hillsborough County, they speak the same language. You have to wear them everywhere you go in case you can't stay six feet away from somebody. Speak the same language. But no, it's not about controlling the citizens of the United States. Pastors, just keep selling your stupid masks at your church that say your church name on your face diaper. A city spokesman says it will apply to everyone in an outdoor public setting where social distancing is not possible. Violators, violators, will be subject to civil citation. This is an emergency now, Castor told the EPG. That's the emergency policy group, which are the, is the biggest grouping of morons that has ever existed in the state of Florida. I'm willing to put a mandatory mask ordinance for the city of Tampa right now to protect the citizens. Are you sure, Jane Castor? Are you sure? It's a liberal, Democrat, lesbian woman i'm sure she has no control issues whatsoever she doesn't want to control the citizens of the city of tampa does she no of course not tampa florida it will now be mandatory for all employees and customers at hillsborough county businesses to wear masks to wear face masks following a three and a half hour discussion, the Hillsborough County, here they are again, emergency policy group, the biggest grouping of idiots that has ever existed in the history of the state of Florida. 
voted five to three to mandate the wearing of face masks in restaurants. So you got to wear them when you go into a restaurant, grocery store, pharmacies, retail stores, and other businesses throughout the county where customers and employees are in close contact. Even though the World Health Organization, which all these fools absolutely supported two months ago, one month ago, two weeks ago, now suddenly leave the World Health Organization standards and now masks are a requirement. World Health Organization opinion means nothing. Suddenly, I saw this one meme out there that said if, if Congress or leaders in the community, whatever, if they said that COVID-19 existed three feet off the ground and everybody is now mandated to crawl on the ground to avoid it, a certain percentage of the population would do it. I know most Christians and pastors would. They've already exhibited that. I don't know what conservatives would do. If they all told you, you know what, if you just stay less than three feet, if you stay, uh, if you don't stand up higher than three feet, you avoid COVID. There is a ton of the population. I, I, I'm estimating somewhere in the, in the neighborhood of 80% would crawl on the ground if that's what you were told to do. That's what's going on now. And I do want to give credit where credit is due because I've been hard on this man. Sheriff, Sheriff Chad Cronister in Hillsborough County, I've been hard on him. But he voted against it. God bless you for doing that, Sheriff. So did Plant City Mayor Rick Lott and Hillsborough County School Board Chairwoman Melissa Snively all voted against the measure. God bless you guys for having a brain. So Jane Castor, the mayor of Tampa, says that we are in an emergency. Let me see if I can get the guy. Here it is. This is an emergency now, she says. What is exactly? So let's read. That's, what, what, what is the emergency? In Hillsborough County, now this is from today. This is from the FDH, Florida Department of Health website from today. Ready? Hillsborough County has 1.5 million residents. How many deaths from COVID-19? Remember, this is an emergency. Emergency. Oh, hurry up. Put your mask on. It'll save your life. So 1.5 million people live in Hillsborough County. They've had how many deaths? I'll just let that sit for just a second. How many deaths have they had? And most COVIDologists out there you think thousands, don't you? Do you think maybe, okay, not thousands, Tom, but eight, nine hundred, you know, twelve hundred, five thousand. No, they've had 121 deaths from COVID-19 out of 1.5 million people. 1.5 million people, 121 deaths. How many hospitalizations total? 597 hospitalizations. So if you, here's the deal. Here's your chance of dying of COVID-19 in Hillsborough County. Point zero zero eight percent eight one thousandths of one percent chance of dying of COVID-19 in Hillsborough County but it's an emergency now the mayor of Tampa says but it's not about controlling you these little socialists Stalin Hitlers that are up on their little their little uh, thrones now you don't they're never Ainsley from Washington Newsom in California Wolf in Pennsylvania, Cuomo in New York, any others I could possibly, there's a bunch of them out there, Whitmer and, and Michigan, they, they love every last second of controlling your life. They mark you, just like the mark of the beast in Revelation 13. They mark you, mask wearer. This is somebody who will condone our control, who will submit to our control. That's what they're looking for. 597 hospitalizations, so how, what's your odds? 
What's your percentage chance of being hospitalized with COVID-19 in Hillsborough County? 0.03% of being hospitalized. What's the post-infection death rate after you catch COVID? After you catch it, you actually have it. You're not past it. You don't have the antibodies. It's in your body. What's your chance of dying in Hillsborough County once you have a post-infection death rate? 0.08% chance. 0.08%. Eight one-hundredths of 1% chance of dying of COVID in Hillsborough County after you're infected by it. And the goofball mayor of Tampa, Jane Castor, says it's an emergency now. Based on what? They just issued new mask orders throughout the county. For what? Name it. Come on, Pastor, you know, Pastor Compassion. Miss Empathy. Tell me. I, I saw somebody write on social media. I don't understand why people are so bothered by people wearing masks. I'm bothered because it's based in a bold-faced lie. A, that it's needed. B, that it works. It doesn't do anything to wear a mask. Play that video for me. I'm going to do a little test here today. A lot of people are uh, saying they're getting headaches and stuff and wearing a mask that they're requiring us to wear pretty much everywhere we go. Uh, and I'm going to test oxygen level under a mask using an OSHA-approved air quality monitor that tests for oxygen levels, hazardous gas levels, LEL, CO, NH3, H2S, stuff like that. This monitor is bump tested every day. Uh, it's calibrated every 30 days. OSHA requires 19.5% oxygen to work in a space. Look it up. Uh, normal oxygen levels is anywhere from 20 to 21, right in that area. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little test here. I'm gonna put the sampling tube at the corner of my mouth and I'm not exerted, I'm just standing here. So we're gonna put it right here. That's going straight to the air quality monitor. And we'll see what the oxygen level is. So I've got 20.5, okay, 20.6. That is the oxygen level without the mask. Now I'm gonna put the, set the camera down, put a mask on. Now you have followed the governor's and the Hillsborough County policy groups. Okay. Dictates. Do the same test hosing in the same spot. can hear the alarm going off that means that there is a hazardous atmosphere and we'll see what the uh, levels are 17.4 17.5 it's starting to go back up okay it's going to clear at 19.5 uh, and that's what is required to work in a space so you're wondering about headaches and stuff like that. There's why, because you're not getting enough oxygen. All right, back if to me. So I take it back. There's actually a few reasons. First of all, masks aren't needed. Second of all, they don't do anything to prevent anything. And third of all, they're a harm to your health. You're not, did you hear the alarm go off on that thing? There's no, there's no way for me, a rabid conspiracy theorist to make that up. 
That's just, a, that's just factually true. You're, you're getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25% less oxygen wearing a mask. I just want to tell you, which could cause some problems. Listen, some people are so, listen, if you've already bought into COVIDology, you need as much oxygen getting into that brain as you possibly can get. Because there's obviously a deficit to begin with if you buy into all this crap. But it's fact it's not needed at all. Let me read you this. This is from North Carolina. North Carolina governor announced Wednesday that people across the state must wear masks or other face coverings. Here we go again. In public as he extended other business restrictions. By th- it's June 25th. This was issued yesterday. Yesterday. Remember, do you remember what this is all about? Does anybody happen to remember? Remember, we were supposed to go into lockdown for two weeks. So the hospitals could get ready for the influx of patients. Then lo and behold, never came, of course, because the response to COVID-19 is a complete hoax. Remember, you're supposed to have two, three, four million dead Americans. Nah. And they're having to fraudulently build up the numbers to 120,000. Do you really believe that there's 120,000 people that have died of COVID when you have the exact same mortality rate as we had last year? The exact same amount of people from January 1st to June 1st of this year have died in the United States statistically. We have not had a pandemic at all. But everybody bought into it, including this goofball. Governor Ray Cooper issued an executive order requiring people to wear face coverings in public when it's not possible to maintain social distance. There we are again. The order also, lo and behold, they're just all following the same mandate all throughout the whole country, right? But there's, not, there's nothing about controlling. about it. There's no Stalinist tendencies here. There's nothing about trying to control the population. Christians, do you know the book of Revelation? Do you know this is where it's going to go? Well, don't involve yourself in politics and defending the Constitution, pastor non-political. You pansy, you coward. Yeah, I'm saying it to you. If you want me to say it to your face, come see me. I'll say it to your face. Well, I'll beat you up, Tom. Go ahead, beat me up. Then, beating me up does not alleviate you, does not, does not exonerate you from the truth. The order also mandates face coverings for employees of businesses, including retailers and restaurants, as well as state executive branch employees. The order takes effect on Friday, tomorrow. Violations of Cooper's executive orders, little Stalinist Cooper, are generally punishable as a misdemeanor crime. By Wednesday's order directs law enforcement, but Wednesday's order directs law enforcement to issue citations to businesses or organizations that fail to enforce mask requirements, not individuals. Does this sound like your America that you want to live in? Come on, Christians, are you ready to repent yet? Are you still going to embrace that COVID was never meant to control you? That the response to COVID-19 was never meant to control you. You still embracing that? Pastors, are you still embracing that this was not your fight? This wasn't our fight. You know, when they tell us that we can't preach the gospel anymore, then we'll jump in. We're going to fight them. No, you won't. You won't. If you won't get into a little skirmish, you won't get into the big one. And they're already doing it. They've closed your churches down. Pastors who have done online services have had Google take them down because they violated their community standards. They're already telling you that. They're already doing it. When are you going to wake up? Well, it just violates my standards of love and compassion and empathy. Those are nothing more than condoning 
and excusing sin, compromise, ignorance, and lack of repentance. That's all those words mean. Several other states, including California, of course, and Washington, Inslee, Gavin Newsom, Cooper, a Democrat. Shock of all shocks. Shocking, it's a Democrat. Name the Republican governors that's doing this outside of the goofball idiot in Maryland. Cooper, a Democrat, also extended restrictions that limit capacity at realty retailers, uh, restaurants, and public gatherings until July 17th. July 17th? How does he even know that date? How, how, does he even, how does he come up with that date? You ever ask yourself this? I wonder how all these people come up. Well, we're going to open up our church on July, whatever. We're going to do. How, what, what, what date? What, what, how do you know you're safe then? How will you ever be safe? COVID's not going anywhere. By the way, the, if there's a vaccine, that doesn't eradicate the virus. It doesn't do anything. There's flu vaccines. The vi- flu comes back every year. COVID's going to come back. You stay close for forever, wear your mask for forever, crawl on the ground for forever. What's the matter with you? You know, like Tom, you're preaching to the choir. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there's one or two. There's one or two that are watching right now that maybe there's a hope that you'll wake up. Maybe. This is the, this is this, this is the country you want to live in where Cooper, a Democrat, also extended restrictions. Nobody voted on this. This is all executive prowess that limit capacity at retailers. The governor can say, uh, you can have four, you can have three, you can have 10, you can have 12. That's what you want? Well, it's all to save life. No, it's not. 99.9% survival rate. Who's dying? Well, Tom, there has been over 100,000 deaths. First of all, there hasn't been. That's fraudulent. But let's just say a bad flu season, 80,000 in 2017 died of the flu. We've already had 50,000 this year die of the flu until all the flu stats started to go in the COVID aisle. Flu suddenly disappeared as soon as we were talking about COVID in the middle of the flu season. All the flu disappeared. Is that, that that's not, you know, that's not suspicious to me, Tom. Yeah, that's because you choose to live like this. Put your, put your face diaper over your eyes and ears too then. Restrictions that limit capacity at retailers, restaurants, and public gatherings until July 17. Businesses, including bars, movie theaters, and gyms, must also remain closed. Welcome to America! How can anybody be okay with this? Republican or Democrat, how can you ever be okay with this? It's to save lives. No, how, what lives is it saving? There's a, we have 8 billion people live on the planet right now, and between 50 and 60,000 people have a serious, a, criti- a serious to critical case of COVID. Did everybody hear that? That's by World O Meter, which is funded by the UN and the World Health Organization. They can't even drum up the stats for it, and they're perpetual, nonstop, unabashed liars. 50,000 people out of 8 billion have a serious to critical case of COVID-19 right now. What, why? Here's the thing. You're gonna, it's going to go to here no matter what when it, comes to a, when it comes to a virus. What you do when you do these lockdown measures and mask wearing and all that goofball stuff, mask wearing does nothing, is you may go like this, you may go like this, you may go like this, but eventually you're going to go there. 
There's no stopping it outside of a Christian who binds and loose like they're supposed to instead of closing their churches. Matthew 16, 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Psalm 91, well, well we, I believe those, but I also believe in using wisdom. What wisdom? Your wisdom that trumps the word of God? Make an argument biblically for that. That sounds foolish to me, you know, to just say that you're going to bind some, you know, cataclysmic virus like the Corona-19. Really? You can't even, you need to, this is what, this is, this is like working out, man. This is like getting in shape for the real thing. 99.9% survival rate and you can't even stand up to that with some good old-fashioned binding and loosing? You go cower in the corner and quarantine in your home and wear a stupid mask all over town for a 99.9% survival rate? Do you know they can't even prove that anybody under the age of 19 has died of COVID and we're closed, the schools are closed? The fall semester in California in the, for their university system is already canceled. Businesses, including bars, movie theaters, and gyms, must also remain closed in North Carolina. The rules are part of Cooper's Phase 2 of reopening, just like the churches and their Phase 2s, conforming to the pattern of a Democratic baby-butchering governor, which began last month. Oh, the humanity. Well, let's look. In order for them to be extending all of their draconian, ridiculous, totalitarian orders, there must be just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of North Carolinians dying of COVID, correct? Well, there's 10,611,000 people live in the state of North Carolina. How many deaths have they had? 1,200. 1,200 total COVID-19 deaths. 1,271. 1,271 COVID deaths total. You have a point. Zero one percent chance of dying of COVID in the state of North Carolina. You have a point zero zero eight percent chance of being hospitalized with COVID currently in the state of North Carolina. Play that video for me, Riverside County. How are you supposed to take care of them? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we're in this time right now where, where we're being told numbers are being spiked and we know for a fact they're being spiked because we're importing patients. Absolutely. Um, so that's one thing. We're in a time right now where Gavin Newsom says, okay, you're not listening to me. Numbers are spiking. So I'm going to double down on my order. You all have to wear a mask, which we all know does nothing. nothing. They do absolutely I mean, nothing. Nothing, unless you are fit tested. Which this woman means is an RN. You have gone to a company, and they there's different types of N95s. They put that on. They put this plastic thing over your head, and they spray, and they do a taste test and a smell test. If you have been fit tested for that specific N95, you know that that will work for you. Unless you have been fit tested, it doesn't matter what you wear. It does absolutely nothing. It does nothing. The virus is smaller than tuberculosis which means the cloth that you have on, it swims through. It has, it's, it, it does nothing. I like it. I don't understand why anyone thinks that a mask does anything. It, it does nothing. Unless you're sick, 
you know, and, and you feel like you should wear one, absolutely, then you wear your surgical mask, which are like the bluish ones. Um, and, and that's wonderful. But in order to prevent me from getting it, I would need to wear an N95. And unless you're fit tested, your mask is doing nothing. Okay. What it's doing is socially conditioning you to be told what to do. There you go. Right, yeah. I mean, people that, that have a brain and they're using it right now can see exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. This is an attempt to continue to control the environment. So it's the pastor in the uh, church no in California. This is what it means to pastor people. Everything There's I'm reading is telling me quite the opposite. Absolutely. This is doing nothing for us. And yet the governor's doubling down and his, his method, his mechanism of doubling down on this is telling us you have to wear a mask is an increase in numbers. And yet the way he's getting an increase in numbers is he has agreed to take our money yes. and pay to fly them all over our state and spike our numbers everywhere. Yes. This is what's happening. Yes, it is. Okay, so. Now you bring it back to me. So everyone catch that. Gavin Newsom, what they're doing is importing people from Mexico who are positive for COVID-19. You're like, is it, is it on purpose? Is it humanitarian? I don't know. But all the, just so everybody knows, what you're hearing right now is spike, spike, spike in cases. There's a whole bunch of cases. No, it's not what's happening. If you test 500,000 people a week, which goes along with the Rockefeller Foundation recommendations, what they wanted to get was to a million a week, three million a week, to 30 million a week. That's the Rockefeller Foundation's goals for the United States government, which they give so much money to, they're getting it done. So we're up to like 500,000 tests a week. Well, if you have more tests, what are you going to get? More positives. There's not more hospitalizations. The only reason why anybody would have more hospitalizations right now is for precautionary measures. There's no more deaths. It's the same. Our death rate is the lowest that it's been since March. So why would anybody amp up, amp up your precautionary measures? Why would anybody amp up your mitigations, even though mask wearing is not a mitigation? Let me read you this. This is from Tetros Adhanam, who is, who, his last name is Gabri Yasis, who is the head of the World Health Organization. And he was speaking about that one world concert. This is what he said. I just want to use a Bible verse here. He said, one world. Together at home, thank you to all frontline health workers. One world, huh? You don't think masks, you know, any of these precautions are anything about getting in a different form of governance than a democratic republic? Let me read you this verse, Revelation 13, 7 and 8. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. Listen, if you don't know Jesus yet, if you've not come to him, now is your time. Simply do this. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I turn from my sin. I give you my life. Do that. It is time. You're like, Tom, are you saying it's all about that? Nobody knows about that day or hour. Matthew 24, 36. I don't do that. But here's the difference between me and the lukewarm, non-political pastor. James 4, 7 is the difference between me and him. That, the person who's just speaking on that video from Riverside County, California, is the pastor of a church. Here's the difference between us and you, non-political, compassionate pastor. Is James 4, 7. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Resist means, in the Greek, to actively fight against. That's what we're supposed to be doing. If it's a lie in our culture, the church should speak to it. Whether it's uh, political or not. 
Our country being lied to and our constitutional rights being taken away. It doesn't bother you now, Pastor, because you're doing your goofy online services. But those will come to an end also. It's already happened. People have been taken down because they had wind instruments on their videos where their worship team was playing alone in an empty auditorium and they still got taken down because they were blowing on a trumpet. Don't worry, it's all political, Pastor. I concentrate on Jesus. No, I con- there's the deal. I concentrate on Jesus. What is Jesus? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Don't forget about old number two there, the truth. You ought to be out in front of this. All right, on to Black Lives Matter. Remember, our lies going on in this culture right now is that COVID-19 is a grievous threat to your health when it is not. 50,000 out of 8 billion people in the world right now have a serious to critical case of COVID. 50,000 out of 8 billion. The same amount of people have died from January 1st to June 1st of this year as last year. So we don't have a pandemic. So it's a lie. A very rare death packaged as a systemic death is what people believed in. Same thing with systemic racism in law enforcement. George Floyd gets wrongfully killed by law enforcement. A rare death packaged as a systemic death and everybody buys into it. And all the pastors preaching about racism the next Sunday, conforming to the pattern of this world. A little Bubba Wallace thing happens. And even conservatives are on Twitter. Oh, I support Bubba. You don't even know what happened yet. Feel a little stupid now, don't you? We'll get into Bubba. Don't worry if I have time. Black Lives Matter donations follow the money. You ready? Quickly. This is from The Blaze. Black Lives Matter donations go to Act Blue. Well, that shit, the blue. I wonder what does blue represent? Uh, the Democratic Party. That's what this is a fundraiser for the Democratic Party. On, the, on their own website, this is what Act Blue says. We've built a powerful online fundraising platform for Democratic candidates up and down the ballot. The money then goes from Act Blue to what's called the Thousand Currents, which should sound familiar to the George Soros-funded Tides Foundation, which gives umpteen millions to the Thousand Currents. Currents, Tides. Currents, Tides. Soros, Soros. So it goes to Act Blue to Thousand Currents where one to two-thirds of the money is unaccounted for. So the millions and tens of millions of dollars that Hollywood elites are giving to Black Lives Matter goes to well, somewhat where they want it to go. It's not, definitely not going to help save black lives. It's not doing anything for the black community. But it is going to Act Blue to elect white Democrats. And then it goes to Thousand Currents, where one to two-thirds of it is unaccounted for. Of what does go black to, back to Black Lives Matter, 6% of that money, 6% of the money that comes into Black Lives Matter goes to its local chapters. 80% goes to salaries, travel, and consulting. Boy, that sounds like the Clinton Foundation. Thousand Currents is also funded by, like I said earlier, the George Soros-funded Tides Foundation. Conspiracy! No IRS records! Hello! There's George Soros once again behind 
Black Lives Matter, which Black Lives Matter is founded by two Marxists, is a, is a communist organization. It's all it is. Of course, it elects who? Republicans? No, Republicans aren't communists. They might be spineless, but they're not socialist communists. What is Black Lives Matter really all about? Since it's propagating the bold-faced lie that many Christians and many conservatives now bow to that there's systemic racism in law enforcement, you're like, well, I bought into COVID. Well, Trump bought into it. I bought into systemic racism in law enforcement. Trump just put in his executive order to uh, whatever you call it, to train police or help curb police violence. Trump buys it. No, he's, he's buying into the lie too. Texas just issued, Texas is doing the same thing with masks for COVID. In closing, or I don't know about masks, but they're doing another lockdown measure. You're just buying into a lie again. That's all you're doing. You're perpetuating and buying into lies. What is Black Lives Matter all about? Oprah, Opal, I mean, that was a Freudian slip. Opal Tameli is a New York-based Nigerian-American writer, strategist, and community organizer. That sounds familiar. Opal is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Opal is currently at the helm of the country's leading black organization for immigrant rights, the Black Alliance for Just Immigrations. What if we had something called the White Alliance for Just Immigration? What would happen then? Why are you allowed to be a racist if you're black? Oh, Tom, don't say that. I'm saying it. Listen, I may get taken down. You may never see me on Facebook again or on YouTube again. I don't know. I'm going to go to Parlor then. I'm already on Parlor. It's the only one that's left. It's the only shining city on a hill left. Don't worry, compromising, weak, compassionate, tolerant pastor. You'll fit in just fine in the digital media platforms. Don't worry. You'll fit in just fine. They'll let you stay on. You won't say anything to ruffle any feathers. The trans... Actional feminist Opal supports and helps. This is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Who's the other one? Patrice Colors, who just called herself a trained Marxist, is the other founder. Black Lives Matter. Black, no, what there is is Marxism matters. Marxism matters. That's what it's all about. It's not about George Floyd at all. What happened was, just like COVID, it's a black swan. COVID, George Floyd, enabled them to issue their lies, to usher in socialism. That is all that's happened. Every bit of social distancing is a lie. Every bit of, uh, you know, retraining of police, lies. Reformation of police, lies. You're saying law enforcement's perfect? No, no. What happened with George Floyd? Everybody's arrested. What else do you want? You want to be tar and feathered too? Listen to these people. That's who they are. The transactional feminist Opal supports and helps shape the strategic work of Pan American Network in defense of migrant rights. It's not just black lives. And the Black Immigration Network International National Foundation's Formations respectively dedicated to the people of African descent. She has presented at the United Nations and participated with the UN's Global Forum on Migration and, and Commission on the statu- Status of Women. The one piece that the Black Lives Matter website left off about Obel is that is, she, that is, is that she is connected to Venezuelan president, the communist dictator, Nicolas Maduro. Here they are. No, it's all conspiracy. 
Don't you worry. It's all, it is about George Floyd. It is about black lives. No, it's not. It's about socialism. Black Lives Matter leader, if this is what the Black Lives leader said that was on uh, Martha McCallum's show, if America doesn't give us what we want, we will burn the we will burn down the system. If America doesn't give us what we want, we will burn down the system. Appearing Wednesday on the Fox News Channel, the story with host Martha McCallum, Greater New York Black Lives Matter president, Hawk Newsom warned that if the United States doesn't give us what we want, that we will burn down this system and replace it. These people are Marxists. The leader of the World Health Organization is a Marxist. The Democratic Party is Marxist. Bernie Sanders, who nearly won the Democratic Party's nomination for president twice, is a Marxist. Can you play that old video for me of Edward Griffin? Is that ready? As early as 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. By constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. We mustn't kid ourselves into thinking that the communists have placed their agitators only into the black communities. They're working both sides of the street. They want hatred, violence and bloodshed between the races and that they don't care familiar. how they get it or whom they use even children if necessary here is a book you go back to me good trained marxist black lives matter co-founder patrice colors our goal is to get trump out patrice colors co-founder of the black lives matter movement said in an interview on cnn friday that our goal is to get president trump out of office saying he should resign and that the movement is going to push to get trump out colors who has said she is a trained marxist this is black lives matter was interviewed it's just they're using the race thing to cover who they are was interviewed on the lead with jake tapper from for june 19th for the juneteenth celebration I want you to hear this video from Glenn Beck. Um, he speaks about really the foundations of things. This should sound very eerily, eerily familiar to you. Play that video for me. Essentially scripture of the cultural revolution. Well, within months, Mao created his own sort of cult with millions of young worshipers and himself as the worship leader. In just a few short months, the students formed a paramilitary unit called the Red Guard and roamed around and attacked mostly the older generation of Chinese who didn't have the right level of communist spirit familiar. or who were deemed dangerous in some way. In the end, their purge killed an estimated 1.5 million people, and as many as 20 million were tortured, put in prison, and had their property stolen. This is the Marxist cult that worked to purge China of the four olds, the old customs, the now. old culture, the old habits, and the old ideas. Again, any of it sound familiar? It is what the cultural revolution mobs are in the streets uh, working on, even as I speak. And as part of their purge, the Chinese destroyed historical sites and tore down statues. Ooh, that sounds familiar. Hmm. Protesters across the U.S. have been busy doing the same. The current religious zeal of canceling editors and CEOs, but also passionate about canceling Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Christopher Columbus. I mean, really... At this point, the only shocking thing is that there are any s statues of Columbus left to be. 
Breitbart 623 49ers fly Black Lives Matter flag over stadium. Listen, I'm done with the NFL. If you watch the NFL, you have lost your mind. People throughout our country are hurting. CEO Jed York said emotions are raw and rightfully so. Heinous acts have been committed in recent weeks. Yeah, hein- there was one heinous act and then thousands of other heinous acts in response to the one heinous act. Before we are able to realize impactful change, we must first have the courage and compassion as human beings to come together and acknowledge the problem. Black men, women, children, and other oppressed minorities continue to be systematically discriminated against. That is a bold-faced lie. That is not remotely true. It doesn't mean that there aren't pockets of racism. There is not systemic racism in law enforcement or systemic racism at all. That is not remotely true. You know, I wonder why this man, uh, what's his name, Jed York here, the president of the 49ers, why is he not hiring Colin Kaepernick back? Why is nobody in the NFL there? These great arbiters of compassion these great arbiters of racial relations why is nobody hiring colin kaepernick back why not because they don't want to deal with it either the bunch of hypocrites from buck sexton here's the here here we go on to bubba wallace you ready I know a lot of you have heard this at nauseum. I might have a little more. So hang with me on Bubba Wallace. Today, he is the most famous driver in the sport. <laughs> Not because of driving a spectacular race, but rather his public embrace, embrace of Black Lives Matter. And even more newsworthy, his allegation that a noose was found hanging in his Talladega garage last week. And fellow drivers in the sport were quick to condemn the incident and vowed a full investigation. If any of you ever saw it, I should have got this video, I forgot. Of all the drivers and all of the pit crew following Bubba down the pit row. And they're all in in alliance with him and all in agreement with him. And all backing him. All for what? A bold-faced, stupid lie. That's all that it was. Wallace did the standard media tour. For those of you backing Bubba, he did the standard media tour. Did he go to Fox News? Nope. He go over and talk to the Federalists? Nope. Did he go to talk to Breitbart or Fox News? No. He went where? Uh, CNN and ABC's The View. That's where he went on Tuesday, where he said doubters of his claim were simple-minded people. Like that, the ones that are afraid of change. Remember, these are all the changes that need to take place. What changes exactly, Bubba, that we sit there and go, oh, there was a noose hanging there. Oh, if you can get that picture, buddy, you are the man. If you can pull that up somehow. My buddy Aaron, my tech guy, has pulled up a picture. I hope we can show it to everybody. Simple-minded people like you and me who actually had a doubt. You can put it up right in front of my face whenever you get it, brother. The ones that are afraid of change. I'm not afraid of any real change based on a real need. They use everything in their power to defend what they stand up for instead of trying to listen and understand what's going on. What exactly is going on, Bubba? What exactly is going on? Here they all are. Everybody behind Bubba for what? Another bold-faced, juicy, smoo-yay lie. That's all that it was. From the get-go. 
But a team of 15 FBI agents, let's, let's, let's talk, I told you, there might be more on this than what you've heard already. 15 FBI agents for this? They're in Talladega, Alabama, and there's no Alabama state police or local police that can go snap a photo of an alleged noose? There's no local police department that can run the film footage? This is at Talladega International Speedway. They have film of the garages 24-7, seven days a week, and a local Sheriff's office, police department can't go and run the film footage to see if the noose was there prior to Bubba ever moving in. They have to send 15 FBI agents. Sounds like the 40 that were on the Mueller hoax. The FBI is so corrupt, but in this one case, they were actually right. But why the FBI exactly? Why does he rate the FBI? Do you think I get the FBI if I discovered a noose? If I had a real noose attached to the, the oak tree in my front yard, I wouldn't, there wouldn't be anybody coming. I couldn't get Roscoe P. Coltrane to show up. And by the way, Dukes of Hazzard's now canceled off of Netflix. No more Enos for you. No more Roscoe for you. No more General Lee or car chases. It's that big a deal, right? Oh, Bubba here. 15 FBI agents that worked quickly to get to the bottom of the case that drew national attention, determined that the noose was in his garage since October before his occupancy, which proved no crime was committed. And by the way, what would have been the crime to begin with? Listen, I don't like any of it. I think it's mean. I think it's horrible that anybody puts any noose anywhere. But what crime is it? For, F, for 15 FBI agents to come? What's the crime? Name it, please. Name it. Hate crime. Nah. Not a hate crime. Hate crime is an enhancement onto an existing crime. What that means is if you committed an ag assault because you hate white people or black people, then it's an enhancement onto the crime. You can get additional time in prison for it. There is no, it's a hate crime. Hate crime's an enhancement, not a crime in and of itself. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The Bible works everywhere. That's Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Boy, does that sum up our culture. People have no knowledge, and then they're presented with knowledge and rejected, which is exactly what Bubba did. The FBI comes back and says, uh, no, this has been here since October, long before you walked. I don't agree. I've never seen anything tied like that before. Who cares? It was there long before you ever knew you would ever step foot in it, Bubba. And you still went out. You still went out and propagated a bold-faced lie. You and the Reverend Al Sharpton, who's still on it. All right, run that first Bongino footage for me. Here is a montage of the media before anyone even investigated if there was an actual noose hanging in a black NASCAR driver's garage. Nobody investigated this. It was just based on claims. Here's the media. They're absolutely sure this is true. Check this out. NASCAR is investigating a horrible incident. A horrifying, racist, jarring, disturbing, heinous, perverted, Here's our ugly, neutral media. dreadful, hateful, stunning, shocking, appalling, disgusting reminder 
of who, again, this sport is for. A noose found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace. Obviously, this is completely appalling. But do you think it's surprising? Bomani Jones, noted racist. It's not surprising at all. And NASCAR is often considered a sport that is tethered to white folk, tethered to the South. The Confederate What if I said something was tethered to black folk? What would happen to me? White and certainly dominant among Southerners. And NASCAR has been trying to somewhat There's move Jamel away Hill from again, it. Noted racist. And I say somewhat in kind of air quotes. They were going to remove Confederate imagery. Uh, to think that that's going to happen in a span of two weeks after all that NASCAR has, has been for all of its existence um, is foolish. <laughs> I mean, my cynicism and sadness is that it's just not shocking to anybody. As much as NASCAR may try to distance itself from that, it's a living, breathing part of their sport. We need to understand that racism continues to be the underbelly of American society. I mean, that this happens in the year 2020 is just beyond belief. Let's just remember that until the last two weeks, NASCAR endorsed and embraced this sort of, of performative racism weekend oh, yeah, they, and NASCAR week out by embracing endorsed. and wrapping itself in the Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah, Na- NASCAR endorsed a noose being put in somebody's garage. Just, just absolute, absolute lies. Now, I'm wondering, exactly, you had like Bomani Jones on there, um, Jamel Hill, you know, a bunch of mainstream people. I don't even know their names because I never watch them anymore. I just know them by face. All these mainstream people driving a narrative. Well, I wonder when the retractions are coming. Anybody wondering? I'm, they all put out bold-faced lies. So they all endorse something that turned out to be completely not true. I'm sure they're going to dedicate the same amount of time to the retractions, right? I'm sure that's going to happen. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my breath and wait. You can play the next one for me. Kids Network. So he goes on there with Don Lemon. <laughs> Don, it's hilarious, Don Lemon. He goes on with Don Lemon, Bubba Wallace, and you'd think he'd say, listen, my mistake, the FBI came in. It was really just a garage pull for the door with a handle on it. Nope, not Bubba. Here's Bubba's comments. Check this out. I've, uh, I've been racing all my life. I've, we've we've raced out of pool. hundreds of garages that uh, never had garage pools like that. So people that want to call it a garage pool and put out old videos and photos of, of, of knots being... Um, in, uh, in, in, in their, as their evidence, go ahead. But from the evidence that we have, um, that I have, uh, it's a straight up noose. The FBI has stated it was a noose over and over again. NASCAR leadership has stated that it was a noose. I can confirm that I actually got evidence of what was hanging in my garage over my car around my picker guys to confirm that it was a noose and never seen anything like it. All right, so after the FBI, after the FBI shows him that that has been there since October 2019, long before he ever stepped foot anywhere near that garage, before anybody ever knew Bubba Wallace's team would ever go anywhere near that garage, he still sticks with it. It's just like Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. That's what Jesus said. Matthew chapter, John chapter eight, verse 45. Jesus said that he is, there's no way it's a noose, but yet him and Reverend Al are still propagating the narrative that it is absolute lie. You can put on that next one for me. 
Let's read this together. Here's this statement on Facebook. It's been an emotional few days. First off, I want to say this, Bubba Wallace, how relieved I am that the investigation revealed that this wasn't what I feared it was. He never retracted, though. I want to thank my team, NASCAR and the FBI, for acting swiftly in treating this as a real threat. I think we'll, we'll gladly take a little embarrassment over what the alternatives could have been. Make no mistake that some will try this should not detract from the show of unity we had on Monday. The show of unity based on complete and total lies and the, per- and the progress we've made as a sport to be more welcoming, a more welcoming environment for all. So there you go. Now, where's the apology? Back to me. Now, where's the apology at? There's none. Where's the retraction? None. Where was the I was wrong? None. That sounds like the modern church. You can get saved in the modern church. Saved in the dreaded air quotes. Without ever saying you're wrong, without ever saying you're sinning, ever. You go to a good, solid ARC church, yeah, ARC, Associated Association of Related Churches, you go to one of those fantastic organizations, they'll call you saved when you're not. Isn't that great? You never have to repent of sin. If you're gay, you'll feel comfortable, Muslim, comfortable, sinning, comfortable, fornicating, comfortable, adultery, comfortable. You never have to admit you're wrong, just like Bubba Wallace. It's perfect, perfect for the art church conforming to the pattern of the world. You can be just like Bubba, be completely and totally wrong and never admit it. Yay, what a great church the modern church is. Try the Bible, since that's what you're going to be judged by anyway, right? All right, we'll finish off with a little bit of COVID stuff, and we'll call it a night. Americans are overestimating, this is from the Daily Mail 623, their risk of getting coronavirus, that the odds of, of infection are around 1 in 4,000. 1 in 4,000. Researchers looked at coronavirus case evidence data for the week ending May 30th in the 100 most populous U.S. counties. They calculated that someone who has a single contact with an infected person has a 1 in 3,836 chance of getting sick themselves. If you come into contact with a COVID patient, you have a 1 in almost 4,000 chance of catching it. Everybody hear that? Mask wearers? Oh! One in 4,000 if you actually come into contact with someone who has COVID, which about somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 to 13% of the population have COVID, have already had it or have it. For Americans between the ages of 50 to 64, the risk of being hospitalized, get this now, is 1 in 852,000. Close everything. Oh my God, Jane Castor from Tampa. Close everything. It's an emergency now. Issue more mask orders. Issue more lockdowns. There's a 1 in 852,000 chance of being hospitalized by it. Oh my gosh. Issue more restrictions. And the risk of dying is 1 in 19.1 million. Facts. They hurt, don't they? Pastors who closed your churches, Christians still staying at home because you're scared of COVID, conservatives that have bought in, and then everybody else. These are facts, folks. This isn't me making it up. Yes, I'm conservative. Yes, I'm Republican, but I can read a sheet of paper. I'm, this has got no bias attached to it. 
If there was a 90% COVID death chance, I would read it. The team says action from government's media attention the lack of feeling and control may be influencing the perception of risk. The team from Stanford University, which put out the first big study on this, which said basically a 0.1% post-infection death rate, same as the L.A. County study, same as the USC study, same as the Boston study, same as the Miami Herald study, 0.1% post-infection death rate. Virginia Health Department from Bongino.com, the BonginoReport.com, Virginia Health Department urges citizens to snitch on churches and gun ranges. Virginia Health Department. The Virginia Department of Health is encouraging citizens to lodge anonymous complaints. This is still going on on June 25th. June 25th, this is still going on. Why? Why? Why is everything not opened back up completely? Where are you, Republicans? Tommy, we can safely reopen. You just bought into the lie by saying that. You just bought into the lie by saying that. There's no such thing as safely reopening because there's nothing to safely reopen from. It's all a lie. 99.9% survival rate. 50,000 people world, worldwide out of 8 billion with a serious to critical case of COVID. No increased deaths from last year to this year. We have less people have died this year than 2017. And during the first six months of the year, we have less. How can there be a pandemic? Why is that not worldwide news? If you have less deaths in 2020 from January 1st to June 1st, the first six months of the year, you have less deaths this year, total deaths, than you had in 2017 how is that not worldwide news ending the pandemic ending any thoughts of safely reopening ending any thoughts of additional mask measures why is it not worldwide news because people don't want to know the truth jesus said because i tell you the truth you don't believe me this, I'm speaking to former church people. I'm talking to pastors and Christians who hate my guts right now. You need to read that verse. You need to memorize it. Because Jesus tells you the truth, you don't believe it. I am reading to you the truth. COVID is for all intents and purposes not an existential threat to anybody without a comorbidity. So why are you at home? Why is your church closed? Why are you wearing a mask? I'm saving lives. Already proved tonight that doesn't work. Already proved tonight, that's useless. But they're encouraging snitching in the state of Virginia under Ralph Nautham, one of my favorite totalitarian Democratic governors. Virginia re residents can report alleged violations on, this is still June, I just, I'm sorry. I know I'm being repetitive right now. I'm sorry for being repetitive. I just can't get over that it's June 25th and we still have snitch hotlines for COVID? Oh, based on what? Well, we, let's see now. We started the COVID-19 season with 330 million Americans. Uh, we currently only have uh, 330 million Americans left. It's like Al Gore. You have, oh, we have all the, the polar ice caps totally in place before global warming. How much do we have left? All of them. One lie after another. Democrats will lie one thing after another, whether it's global warming, systemic racism in law enforcement, or response to COVID-19. 
You know what needed to happen with COVID-19? The very thing the Democrats didn't do. Whitmer didn't do it. Cuomo didn't do it. Wolf didn't do it. Newsom didn't do it. At least two other Democratic governors, who I can't remember right now, you were supposed to isolate your most vulnerable, just like Sweden did, and just leave the rest of the economy alone, just like Sweden did. If Trump would have done that right now, man, he would be coasting to re-election. But you got to have guts at the beginning. You got to tell Fauci, go pound sand, Tony. That's what you're supposed to do. And as a church, as a pastor, that's what you tell the government when they tell you to close down. You go, government, go pound sand. Well, we might arrest you. Don't care. I've, I've seen a pastor recently. You know, not wanting to get involved in, in politics. It's not politics. They tell you to stand against Scripture. You look them in the eye and you go, you know what? Jesus was arrested. John the Baptist was arrested. Peter was arrested. John was arrested. John the Baptist was arrested. Stephen was arrested. You stand, look them in the eye and you go, you do what you got to do. It's not our fight right now. Oh, Really? As now we're, remember what they told, it's not our fight right now. Oh yeah, they told you that this was going to go on for two weeks. It's now June 25th. It's not our fight, right? It's not our fight. Oh yeah, you're a coward. That's what you are. Look yourself in the mirror. Just repent of it. Repent of being a coward. That's all you got to do. Repent of it. Knock it off. Virginia residents can report alleged violations on Northam's executive orders regarding the use of face masks and capacity requirements in indoor spaces via a portal on the health department's website. The webpage gives snitchers several options regarding the type of establishment on which they are intending to snitch. These include indoor gun ranges and religious services, among others. Republican State Senator Mark Obershain expressed a concern that churches and gun ranges were specifically singled out. Oh, what a shock! Oh, but it's not my fight. Oh, have you not noticed, pastors, that they have no problem with 100,000 people jammed cheek to cheek at a Black Lives Matter rally? No problem, but have a problem with four or 500 of your congregants coming together on a Sunday morning? They have no problem with a Black Lives Matter cheek to cheek rally, but shut you down to have two, 300 people in a sanctuary at once. You don't say, it's not my fight. Yeah, you, it, it's not your fight because you're choosing to run from the battle. While a few remnant Christians are out here standing up and saying things, join us, join us. Even if you hate me, never watch me again, but join us. It's time for the church to rise, not cower in the corner. We are the ones who carry around with us the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're waiting on the county to come in and approve the reopening of your church? Well, there's reasonable people and wisdom-based people and people who say that God gave us a brain that go to my church and they'll leave if I take those stands. That's what you're supposed to do. If somebody comes up to you and says, is abortion murder? Do you say, do you Carl Lentz it? And go, well, I just, that's the kind of thing where I ask them their story. No, you look them in the eye and go, yes, it's murder. You go up to you and say, is, is homosexuality a sin? Yeah, same as fornication is a sin. It's all sexual sin. You telling me that most people go to hell? Yes, that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. That's what you do. Yeah, but then everybody won't love me. Uh, yeah, 
That's what happened with Brett Favre. When you're, when you're a principalist person, what everything is based on in your life is people loving you or people admiring you. There's a lot of Christians who like that. They love to have people think highly of them. It's antithetical to Scripture, but don't let that bother you. You trying to get people to think highly of you is completely antithetical to the Bible, but maybe you don't believe the Bible anymore. But I call them good time boys, so they could be called good time girls too. They're, oh, they're pro-Second Amendment. They're pro-conservative until they, get, until they think that they might lose a friend, until they think they might lose the admiration of the culture. So you got Brett Favre comes out and says that Colin Kaepernick is an equal hero to Pat Tillman. Because, see, he'll pander to the culture because he has no principles. There's no principles involved in the man's life. He's a good time boy. He'll say his principles as long as it doesn't hurt him. And that's the way a lot of you Christians are. You that want to be admired. You that want to be followed. You want people to look up to you and say, I want to be like you. In order to do that, you have to pander to people. Because if you speak the truth to them, you might cause them to not like you. That's called being a principleless person. A person who has principles sticks with them whether people like them or not. Whether people keep going to your church or not, pastor. Meanwhile, when protesters were out in force in the tens of thousands earlier in the month, Virginia Health Department merely encouraged them to wear masks and to wash their hands. There you go. Yeah, a lot more. There's a new, new information coming out about COVID all the time, and here's just a few snippets about it. Comorbidity is very high. The median or average age, age of the deceased in most countries, including Italy, is over 80, and only about 1% of the deceased had no ser- serious preconditions. So most people who die of COVID around the world are 80-plus preconditions. Is that you? No, Get out there then. Get out and back into the world. Higher, highest risk. In many states, up to two-thirds of all extra deaths occurred in nursing homes. At least 43% of all COVID-19 deaths in the United States happened inside of a nursing home. You had one job, Cuomo, and you delivered COVID patients into nursing homes all over your state and you killed thousands whitmer did the same thing tommy wolf in pennsylvania did the same thing and the health department head in pennsylvania made sure that he pulled his own mother out before he did it fact infection fatality rate in the united states 0.17 according to santa clara county 0.18 according to miami-dade county i told you from day one that's the way it is Trying to finish, trying to figure out a spot to finish here. Here we go. Michigan governor, this is from M. Sydney Media 622. This is their headline. Michigan's governor, wicked witch Whitmer, <laughs> now forced to beg funds for bailout after running state budget into the ground. She spent $436 million in COVID spending, $3 billion in lost tax revenue, $6 billion hole for the next two years. And now she's begging for a bailout. Western Journal 623, while media focuses on COVID uh, case spike, U.S. sees lowest death count in three months. Lowest, everybody's focusing 
on the test cases because that comes from the Rockefeller Foundation. It comes. Here it is right here. I have it. You need to pull this up. Rockefeller Foundation. It's called the National COVID-19 Testing Action Plan. Pull it up from here. Pull it up. I've talked about it. Pull it up from Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. The reason why you're seeing all this emphasis on testing, it comes from the funding of the Rockefeller Foundation. Why are they talking about cases instead of hospitalizations and deaths? Now here's where I'll finish. I'm going to skip one. But I'm going to go to the story in uh, Wisconsin. We'll finish right here. This is from last night. This is the uh, politician in Wisconsin who got beat up. Here's where your country's at right now. Actually, I'll finish with two stories, this one and the next one. So I need this one and then the Tucker Carlson one. And that's where we're going to finish. Last night, ignorant leftists, this is from the Gateway Pundit, tore down the statue. Here's another one on the list of Hans Christian Haig in, Mad- in Madison, Wisconsin. They beheaded the statue, then threw it in a lake. Now here's the problem. Hans Christian Haig was an abolitionist. What galactic idiots these people are who gave his life to end slavery in America and they took down his statue, beheaded it, and threw it in a lake. During their rioting, Democrat Senator Tim, State Senator Tim Carpenter stopped by and took a video of the destruction. The mob turned on him, then punched him, beat him in the head, neck, and ribs. They socked him in the left eye and gave him a concussion. This is from Tim Carpenter. This is what he said on his, on his Twitter feed. I took this pic. It got me assaulted and beat up, punched, kicked in the head, neck, ribs, maybe concussion, hit in the left eye, is a little blurry, sore neck and ribs. Eight to ten people attacked me. Innocent people are going to get killed. This is from the Democratic Party now. Eventually it comes for you. Eventually they run out of victims. Eventually, listen, eventually the victims run out of perpetrators. They're going to turn on you. Even, you know, even all of the corporations. They're coming for you. I don't care if you're Target or Walmart and you stop selling this or you stop selling that or you put out all your BLM commercials. Do it all you want. They're going to run out of perpetrators. They're coming for you. Sean King, one of the biggest leaders in Black Lives Matters, pastors, is saying that all images of white, G- white European Jesus and stained glass needs to come down. They're, you go preach all the anti-racism sermons you want. You shouldn't be preaching them to begin with. Of course nobody should be racist. That's a given. Nobody should be. If you're racist, you're just ignorant and stupid. Of course. You, but all you're doing is trying to score cheap digital media points. It doesn't do anything. They're still coming for you. Black Lives Matter comes to your door, house and says, you know, we're taking over. Antifa comes to your house, Pastor Passive, and you say, and you're like, well, I never wanted to get involved in disputes over the Constitution. Oh, are you going to care about it then? Because what gives you the right to stay on your property and to own your property and own your church property is the Constitution, but you're not going to get involved in disputes over the Constitution. You wimp. Here's what happened. Play that video. There's the Democratic state senator right here. Stops to take a picture. Nah, not having it. Here comes the Bruiser Brigade. There you go. Stop to take a picture. 
They don't care whether you're a Republican or Democrat. He is a white guy getting attacked by two white people. You can put in the next picture. Here he is. Here's the aftermath. That's him laying in the bushes. Lance Vieser wrote, I believe this is State Senator, wrote, you can leave the picture up. State Senator Tim Carpenter, minutes earlier, he, he told us the protesters assaulted him. Then he collapsed walking towards the Capitol. We called paramedics and ambulances is, is here now. That's what happened to that guy. All right, last thing of the night. Run that, uh, get that Tucker Carlson video ready for me, would you? There we go. You can run it right now. Play it. And we'll talk about it and we'll close out. Than they are now. Just this afternoon around lunchtime, an activist called Sean King issued the following demand on Twitter. Quote, all murals and stained glass windows of white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends should also come down. They are a gross form of white supremacy created as tools of oppression, racist propaganda. They should all come down, end quote. Before you dismiss that idea as absurd, the rantings of some crank on social media, keep in mind that Sean King is the most famous Black Lives Matter leader in this country. Black Lives Matter is now more popular than either major political party. So don't be surprised when they come for your church. There you go, Why Pastor. They? Don't no worry, one is it's not going to happen to you. The forces of destruction have grand ambitions. It's not just about the Teddy Roosevelt statue. They plan to rule this country. What will happen if they do? Well, you may imagine that self-defense is your bulwark against chaos. In this country, you assume, you can always defend yourself and your family. That's a pillar of our civilization, of all Western civilizations. This woman assumed that too. On Wednesday, she was driving through Louisville, Kentucky. According to Louisville police, the woman found herself surrounded by protesters who were blocking the road. They stood in front of her car with a megaphone. The guy in the black outfit she argued with quicker. them to let her pass. One Move of them the right. produced a Move gun. To the, right. the woman tried to flee. Nah, too late. We're showing the dramatic tape on your screen right now. Look at it. When the woman stopped at a red light a block later, another protester pointed a gun at her again. She hit the gas and made it home alive. On Sunday, National Public Radio published an article about the incident. The headline of that piece, quote, Vehicle attacks rise as extremists target protesters. You'd leave that words, up right there. Freeze that right there, would you? Can you do that? Put that right back on there. Escape from being murdered. Freeze it right there. Everybody, everybody see that? Vehicle attacks rise as extremists target protesters. That, that's what they put about people who are having to drive through protesters who are pointing guns at them and threatening their lives. Vehicle attacks rise as extremists. What extremist group is targeting protests? You can bring it back to me, brother. Thank you. What extremist group exactly is it that's targeting protesters? Name, I like, name them, please. Is it the Tea Party? Nah. Republicans? Nah. Churchgoers? Nah. They're too busy quarantined, staying at home, scared to death. Who is it that's targeting people? This woman was driving to save her life. She had a gun pointed at her twice. The video that you saw was the first one. Then she got stopped at another light and had a gun pointed at her a second time and had to drive away to save her life. And then the NPR, National Public Radio, funded by your tax dollars, puts out that extremists driving cars are attacking protesters? What about now, Christians? What about now, pastors? What about now, conservatives? You're going to stand up as your rights to self-defense are taken away? Or are you going to quarantine yourself again? Will you ever stand up? Will you continue the mantra, eh, this is not our fight, either by omission or commission? 
All of you out there, our country's being destroyed. You're concerned. You're, you're now you're scared. You bought into covetology. You bought into that lie. You've proven to them you'll buy anything. Well, Republicans buy into it too. Nikki Haley came out and blasted NASCAR herself. I don't care what Nikki Haley says. Truth is truth. I don't care if, if Trump lies, I'll call him a liar. He was wrong about his response to COVID-19. He, he blasted Kemp, the governor of, of Georgia, for opening up. He was wrong. He blasted Sweden for what they did. He was, he was absolutely wrong. Sweden is the, is the earmark. They are the example of what to do. What Trump did was the example of what not to do. Now, Trump left it up to the governors. The absolute destruction is on their shoulders, but he didn't lead the way. He sat there and listened to Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks. He never should have listened to those two galactic fools who have never been right their whole life and somehow maintenance their jobs. How? Anthony Fauci has cost millions of lives around the globe. So has Bill Gates, and they're the arbiters of pandemic truth. So what bothers me the most is conservatives and Christians that look at Anthony Fauci as if, he, as if he's a soothsayer of epidemiology. He's a moron. He's got nothing right his whole career. All he does is bootlick Democrats. That's, he's a Hillary Clinton supporter. He bootlicks Demo, Demo, one Democrat after another. And when a Republican comes in, he bootlicks them too and somehow keeps his job. He's a galactic fool who's never been right about one thing ever. Ever. He was wrong about AIDS. It cost the continent of Africa millions of lives. That woman that I played earlier, Judy Mikovits, she discovered that HIV is what, is what causes AIDS. He caused that to be a, to be the, for that research to be known. He delayed that research to be being publicated by two, almost two years. And so everybody in Africa had no idea how they were catching AIDS. Two, almost two years. Think about that. How many dead people because of that? Here's a stupid note. I like to, like to finish the night on pure stupidity. Dixie Chicks have changed their name to the Chicks. What do you even say about that? Philadelphia. Here's their thing. To cave to mob of criminal vandals and remove Columbus statute due to violent protests. Philadelphia is caving to a criminal mob of vandals removing a statue of Christopher, Christopher Columbus due to public safety concerns because of violent protesters. Democratic mayor, shocking. Another Dem. Do you ever hear Republican mayor? In any of these cities, do you hear it ever? Who's Democratic mayor of Tampa? Jane Castor, Democrat. Another Democratic mayor, another genius, just like Bill de Blasio of New York City, Jenny Durkin of Seattle, Jacob Fry of Minneapolis, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles, Keisha Bottoms in Atlanta. You know what Keisha Bottoms said recently? Quote, she called the Trump rally an embarrassment. Her city's an embarrassment. They don't know how to try cases. They don't know what laws are. She's got an inept district attorney who just charged Officer Rolf with first-degree murder for the, for the shooting death of Rashard Brooks was absolutely justified. She's a joke. She doesn't even need a rally to be a joke. She's a joke in and of herself. 
The hoaxes never end. Here's what I'm finishing. The hoaxes never end. I got a couple things written here that I want you to hear. It's the cancel culture. You remember what happened with Brett Kavanaugh? The hoaxes never end. Right now we've had Juicy Smoo. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it on purpose. I know it's Jesse Smollett. But I'm going with the Dave Chappelle version. Juicy Smoo. Yeah. Bubba Wallace. Erica Thomas. Remember her? She's the uh, state representative out of, I believe it's Georgia, who falsely accused somebody of telling her to go back where she came from. Put it all over Twitter. Here's yeah, put up her picture. There she is in all of her glory. She told her story in a tearful video on social media where she complained how this white privilege stuff is getting out of control, but what quickly got out of control was her lie. The white man in question turned out to be Cuban Democrat who supports AOC. She's a bold-faced liar. I wrote down just a couple more hoaxes for everybody to end on, just so you know how lying, what a lying sack of crap the Democratic Party is. My guys are telling me, make sure that you tell everybody to like and share. Like and share this. We probably are already getting shadow banned. I've been shadow banned basically the whole time I've been on Facebook. Like and share. Like right now, hit it. Like and share. Like and share. Get it out. Don't wait. I know it's going to tick off your friends list. Who cares? The time for half measures and talk is over. To quote one of the best movies ever. Another article was about the Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church being set on fire and the words vote Trump spray painted on the side of the building. The man who actually set the fire was 47-year-old Andrew McClinton, an African-American and a member of the church. Race hustler Al Sharpton on Wednesday suggested Bubba Wallace was actually assigned to the garage stall because the garage door loop resembled a noose. It never ends, folks. It's not going to end. You have to get out and fight. Hail Trump and Fag Church were spray painted on St. David's Episcopal Church in Indiana after the election. It was the gay organ player who did it. Hoax. One right after another. Yasmin Seaweld, 18, told police three Trump supporters harassed her and tried to steal her hajib on a number six train in New York City. The alleged crime fell apart two weeks later when Seaweld admitted she made the whole thing up because she'd been out late drinking with friends and was afraid her strict Muslim Egyptian father would be angry. The FBI's data on hate crime perpetrators demonstrates that Caucasians make up 63.7% of the U.S. population but only commit 25% of hate crimes. So you sure BLM really makes sense for you? The police say LGP activist Nikki Joy, listen to the Nikki Jolly, burned down her own house because he was annoyed there was no prejudice to campaign against. The hoax never ends. Remember Justice Kavanaugh finishing right here. What were his members when they tried to, I'm not even a huge Kavanaugh fan, but it was horrific what they put him through. You started off with Christine Blasey Ford, bold-faced liar, had no date, no location, no time, no place, nothing and accused him of sexually assaulting her. Bullface lie. Jeff Catlin came out against him and said he witnessed Kavanaugh rape somebody on his boat, ended up recanting that story. Julie Swetnick did the, did the same thing, recanted her story. Deborah Ramirez did the same thing, recanted her story. Judy Monroe Layton did the same thing, recanted her story. The left never stops.
So you have to stand up. You have to stand up for the truth. Don't put a face diaper on. Don't stay six feet away from everybody. Stand up for the truth. Reopen your church. Reattend your church. And speak the truth. Yes, people will say, you'll speak the truth in love. That's correct. Ephesians 4.15. They're people like, you're not loving. You're yelling. You're saying things. Listen, Jesus yelled. Jesus called people names. I hate to tell you. Whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. Sons of hell. He called Peter Satan. What we think of nice is not biblical nice. Biblical nice is you don't get violent with people. I'll never get violent with anybody over this stuff. You try to hurt me, I'll get violent. Other than that, I'll never be violent with anybody. I don't even argue with people, believe it or not. I get all sorts of stuff put on my Facebook page. I don't argue with them. Delete is what I do. Simple as that. Like and share, like and share right now, like and share. I love each and every one of you. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we praise you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And Lord, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we pray over ourselves that we will be strong in these end times. Lord, we pray over our church. We pray over the, the church. Your word says that no man deceive you by any means. For the, this day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Lord, we pray over the church right now that has accepted sin, that has accepted compromise, that has accepted ignorance, that has accepted, accepted a lack of repentance for salvation. And Lord, we pray over our brothers and sisters or our potential brothers and sisters right now that they would come to a place of true faith and true repentance and stand up to the totalitarianism that's going on in this country. May the church lead the way. Rise us up to that place. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. I love you guys. I really do. I hate to... Hang up on 192 people. <laughs> just listen. I love you guys. Thank you so much. That's just on Facebook. I don't know who's watching on YouTube. I can't get that yet. We're increasing our technology by the week. Listen, I want you to know that you're loved. I really do love you. I stand with you. We stand strong together. And we will overcome. And we will be victorious. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night.